There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You are listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast, where food and sports clash at the goal line. Here are your hosts, Spencer and Michael. All right, buddy, welcome back to another episode of the 23 Personnel Podcast. I'm your host, Spencer, joined by Michael. Hello, everybody. I'm um, I'm over here with, with a real ale, one that I haven't tried before called Fresh Kicks Hazy IPA, and I'm telling you, it's going down smooth. How are you? Man, I'm doing well. We're joined again by Keith Patrick. Keith, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. I'm drinking whiskey. So what's in your, your cup? <laughs> <laughs> I'm repping that covenant brand right now. Hey, keeping us safe from the Rona. The Rona. Um, an ode to uh, Ramblin' Raiders. I would crack open my, my can of Dr. Pepper 10, but it's already in my cup. <laughs> Sorry, guys. But put right up to the microphone. <clears throat> if only it was a metal glove. Um, I know. I'll uh, another, or another, uh, AM talk show host here in in the Hubbleplex. <clears throat> All right, for those, um, hey, you know, I, I I was I was hard on um, I was bashing on myself, I guess, talking about how little I've been on Twitter. I've been a lot more active this week, so there actually is content there if you want to follow the show. There's there's, there's stuff to look at. Twenty three personnel on Twitter at punts suck. Michael, it's at Michael underscore LBK. You can also find us on Instagram if you search 23 Personnel Podcast. And update, Teespring shirts are available. Michael, we had an order come through, and it wasn't us. Somebody bought a shirt. Somebody bought a shirt. Man. So there's a 23 Personnel logoed shirt floating around in the wild. So (laughs) how soon until I can retire? Are we getting, are we pretty close? Well, so if we split the proceeds on the one shirt, we can go and get a Happy Meal each. Oh. Hey. So. Well. That's one meal for both of our our children. I'd I'd probably eat most of it. (laughs) But for anybody else (laughs) that wants to pick up a 23 personnel uh, shirt or hoodie, although we're, we're out of hoodie season by now teespring.com slash stores 23 personnel podcast we've got the logo designed by our our good friend brian don carlos you can pick up all kinds of colored shirts and logos from 23 personnel michael and i our our shirts should should be in soon we 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 finally placed an order for our own shirts should have ours in um in time for the fall seasons to not happen but we'll, we'll, we'll see when, when the, the Rona lets everything come through in the mail. Um, but this week, this episode, tonight, we're going to be talking basketball. Got lots of 
I guess, news and updates from this past couple of weeks. Um, we'll touch on college baseball and the upcoming draft. There were some draft prospect rankings that came out. Some football news. Uh, a few new commitments. Apparently, um, Coach Wells is going for the all-name team, and we're all here for it from Staking the Plains. We're loving it. Um, look at the draft that starts Thursday night this week. Remote draft. Apparently, the Cowboys were having some technology issues. Not surprised. And um, we'll have to talk about sports movies. We, we, we teased it last week and didn't get to it. We didn't have enough time because we spent so much time on all the other um, topics. We saved this one for this week. But we're going to... It's the only reason I came. Yeah, well, it's not the only reason. <laughs> we love having you on, Keith. Um, but we've got a handful of sports that have a bunch of movies underneath it. We'll, we'll quickly go through some of these, uh, do some rough rankings um, so I, I've got, I've got movies for football, baseball, basketball, boxing, golf, and then the other category, there's some real winners in the other category. I'm just going to oh. tease that for you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have no idea what's coming with, with any of that. Good. We'll good. have to see. Let's keep it that way. Cause I wrote, uh, I wrote down, you, you said, you mentioned something about best and worst sports movies. And I wrote down maybe seven or eight movies and then now you have a spreadsheet. So I, I'm not sure what's going to happen. I think, I think two of those others automatically have, um, um, I'm just blank on his name. This Will Ferrell in it. Oh, like, oh, for sure. I think he's got like four or five in this category. Oh, nice. Are they dominated by Ferrell and Sandler? Yes. No, no. Cause the one Sandler movie is in, in, in the golf category. Could also be a hockey movie. <laughs> It's true. It's true. It, it, it could go into both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy Gilmore, Slapshot, Goon. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's. And well, Mighty Ducks, obviously. Mighty oh, sure, Ducks, sure. Yes. How could I forget? <laughs> All right. Before we get into that, let's go ahead and get into some college basketball. All right, guys, so the WNBA draft happened this past week. We did have a Lady Raider drafted 17th overall, Brittany Brewer. Michael, you, you saw this come up. She went to the Atlanta Dream. Yes, I was also corrected by Michael Labar because um, apparently I'm not of as course. big of a WNBA fan as I thought. I 
was gloating in our Slack chat that she was a first round draft pick and there are 12 teams in the WNBA. So I was a little off, a little off on that, but I guarantee, I guarantee you, Michael Labar has watched more WNBA than the three of us combined. Probably. I've not I mean, watched a second. So, but I mean, that's, that's really great to, to see. Gosh, she's what the highest pick since, I mean, I don't know, since Marsha Sharp was here. Anyway, yeah. I mean, achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. No, that wasn't, Surely. WNBA wasn't there, wasn't around yet. Wow, this is okay. I've already exhausted how little I know, but we're very proud of Brittany. <laughs> and we hope she does well, and I think she will. Yeah, for sure. Um, so congrats to, to Brittany. Brewer pursuing professional dreams uh, to play for the Atlanta Dream, drafted 17th overall. Um, so Russell Chewa entered the transfer portal this past week. Um, one Wait, of those- hold, on, hold on. I'm looking up WNBA stuff for you guys. Oh, oh. And I think Michael was right, though. This is probably the highest, maybe the only draft pick for Texas Tech in the WNBA draft since Marsha Sharp was the coach. I think that was correct. Nice. Hey, every now and then. Well, because I know like Gia Perkins and Planette Pearson were some from like my era of of tech time. And that was the last time (laughs) they made the Elite Eight and they were drafted. So somewhere around there. Planette Pearson was drafted in 2003. So I think that was the last one. I don't don't know. The only name I recognize from that list you said was uh, Brittany Brewer and Marsha Sharp. (laughs) Planet <laughs> Pearson had an Andre Emmett style spin move in the paint. She was a really fun player to watch back in the early 2000s. And you're right, 2003. She's a two-time WNBA champion, by the way. Oh, nice. So, yeah, last last Texas Tech draft pick was Aaron Grant in the third round in 06. Planet Pearson was a first-rounder in 03. Okay, okay. Yeah, and Alicia Thompson, first-rounder in uh, 98. And Sharp's last year at Tech was 06. I believe that's right. Aaron Grant played for her. Yeah. Nice. Well, last year, last year coaching, she still works for Tech. <laughs> yeah, she does. Still, so she, she came up, she comes up for most of the, the promotional events too, right? I've seen her out often and she still speaks around town and things like that. I actually sat with her to lunch the other day. Nice. Like yeah. the other day, like recently or like, Two months ago. I mean, yeah, a few months ago. It <laughs> might, I don't remember. I don't know when we were still allowed to move about freely. 
Yeah, it's not happening right now. <laughs> no. Although maybe soon, but I, I don't know. That's still TBD. And that's probably about as far as we want to go into that. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 like one of those things where if you voice an opinion, like half the world's going to just come crashing down on you because you're an idiot and it's, it's fine. Because you, you either hate safety or hate capitalism. Yeah, one it's, or the it's, other. it's one or the other. It's it's definitely like a black or white, like dividing thing. It's like, no, I, it's actually like you, you can be concerned about safety and want to restart the economy and want to do it safely. But no, no, it's, it's, there's none of that. No, going there's, on. we don't live in a world with grays, Spencer. You either hate abortion or you love killing babies. Like there's no in between or other reasons. <laughs> All or nothing. All or nothing, man. <laughs> that, that's everything. Oh man. That was, should I said you either love baseball or you're wrong. Would that have been better? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> probably, but it's, it's been said. So, but yeah, um, again, congrats to Brittany Brewer, um, going 17th to the Atlanta dream. We mentioned Russell Chewa threw his name into the transfer portal. Um, one of those guys that we thought was likely to announce uh, as a transfer, but with his size, one of the probably the last ones that tech fans wanted to see leave, especially with the, the kind of equity that the fan support he was building there. I guess starting with that Kentucky game when he came in and played those, what, like four or five minutes and had those four or five points. Great minutes, yeah. Yeah, yep. really productive. But he's, he's throwing his name in the transfer portal, opens up some space. Um, I'd have to go back and look at Kyle's or Labar's numbers. I think Tech is still has too many players committed on, on scholarship to coming in this season, so there's probably some names that are going to be Head now. I think two of them that we're still we're still waiting on. Obviously, Jamias Ramsey, if he's going to announce his intentions to go into the NBA draft, and then whether or not Davide Moretti is coming back from Italy. But those two guys would open up. I think that would clear enough roster space. I think currently. Um, but then we also see that Chris Beard is still out there recruiting in the grad transfer market. Specifically, looking at that Purdue center Matt Harms. Yeah, who depending on who you listen to or not, it seemed like earlier today we're recording on a Wednesday. He was leaning towards Kentucky, and now it looks like he's leaning towards BYU. And who knows? How does anybody know where that guy's leaning? Right. Other than him, other than him being seven three, and his lean is large. <laughs> yeah, if someone has some cast some long shadow. <laughs> That's exactly where I was going. If they can somehow detect his shadow from a like, satellite. <laughs> he's, a, he's some kind of a sundial to where, which, which school he's, he's heading towards. Yeah. He's well, he's, you know, th- recently he pointed his arm towards Utah. So I'll, I'll say this, the inability of Chris Beard it, by no fault of his own to get him on campus could be a detriment to tech. I mean, I fully think that in anybody Chris Beard walks into the USA and and talks to in person that he has a chance of landing even on the spot. So that's probably the biggest thing that's hurting him right now is is not being able to bring him here. Yeah, for sure. Um, but one of those guys that uh, you're definitely looking at for, for size, adding to the the roster, the the depth, the front court. Um, our man Dan swears if we get somebody like harms on roster that we're going to the final four again um 
He's really again. Again, that still sounds good. <laughs> he's 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 really all in on, on having some some front court presence there. Matt Harms would obviously go a long way. Seven foot three. I, 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 that's a big dude. Um, but how tall is Big Russ? I think he's seven foot even. Yeah, it's six eleven or seven. I, I'm not quite sure. I know he's seven. Or I'm, I'm at least. I just didn't know if he had extra inches. Obviously, a big guy. Yeah, but if if Tech doesn't land Matt Harms, it's probably a good thing because he'd probably be a defensive liability with how much time he's playing with his hair on the court. I mean, I, I don't I don't know if we want that kind of defensive lackadaisical attitude. With Chris Coming Beard. from a guy with a serious Rona flow right now, I mean, <laughs> dude, it, it was, was a, it was long. It was, like <laughs> it was long before we went on lockdown. Like I, I needed a haircut then, and I've been home. <laughs> I've been working from home. So, so starting spring break week, uh, that would have been the week before we started the whole thing. So it's been what five or six weeks now. And Spencer in some sort of home coronavirus remedy is also strapping um, barbecue bristle brushes to his face <laughs> and, <laughs> and wearing them like a fashion accessory. Hey it's, it's, his, it's his version of a face mask. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys see that video? The guy with the big long beard. He, he kind of looks at putting on the mask and he pulls the beard up over his eyes and puts a mask <laughs> over the beard and then puts on his sunglasses. <laughs> it's not quite that long, but yeah. <laughs> um, but I, th- there where, are, where would we be without Spencer keeping us on track? I mean, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm trying to get us into the, the, the movie discussion because if, if we don't, if we're bogged down here, talking about basketball, the new commits, the new transfers, I mean, it might be two, two or three hours again. <laughs> I do have a basketball thought, and I shared it in the Slack chat today. So, and I, and it kind of came from a friend who had had a conversation in person, and um, you know, Beard in my mind is really approaching basketball and the roster right now the way college baseball has to re- approach theirs. You know, where everybody's spot is up for grabs, and that there's going to be some movement year over year. And I think Beard's a little more aggressive because you have a smaller roster as it is. But it seems like he's always got scholarships available because he's always got guys that he will tell to move on, you know, if he's bringing in more talent. And in this transfer environment, you kind of have to be in that place. And I would hope that he's telling, you know, guys like Matt Wells, hey, you got to do the same thing. You know, you got it's more moving pieces, but you got to be willing to let a guy go if you got somebody better that can come take the spot, you know, and compete at a higher level. Yeah, for sure. Um, it's one of those things where, uh, I guess when I started following college athletics closely, it was, I started with, with football and at that point you offered a scholarship and I, I, I believe it was like a guaranteed four or five year deal. Um, and since then that's changed. Uh, and obviously we're seeing now like sports, you know, it, it doesn't even have to be like, like it's a one year thing. You're like, if, if there's somebody better out there, you're, you're, you're basically saying, Hey, I've, I found you a great place to transfer to. I need your spot. Um, <laughs> I need you to leave. <laughs> no, and, and, and I'm not. I'm not trying to insinuate that. That's the conversation that, that Chris Beard is having. Um, it's probably yeah. a lot more pragmatic. Like, hey, you know, I, I don't. I don't think we have the playing time that you're looking for. Uh, here's some other opportunities. I, I think best fit you. Well, and I have to think that those guys are coming in knowing that's the situation. I mean, I think he's the kind of guy that's being straight up with them. Hey, 
we're going to build you. We're going to grow you. You're going to have the opportunity to earn the spot. But if you don't, you don't. You know, and there's and there's this it's too high level. It's too competitive to sit around and hold on to guys and wait for a senior. I mean, Big Russ as a senior would probably be a fantastic player, but Chris Beard doesn't have that time to wait around for him to develop into it. And Beard strikes me. I agree with you as someone who's a straight shooter with them, who will tell them maybe even maybe not while he's recruiting them necessarily. But once he gets them to, to school that, hey, they, there's a chance that you may not you may not even want to be here next year because. If you're, you're not getting on the court. Yeah. 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 And if you're playing three minutes a game, it's not because I don't like you. It's because there's still some stuff to work on there. And, I, you know, he may even be telling him what he needs to work on and, and how to get better. I I could see him just kind of equipping these guys as best as he can as he's making scholarships available, which is a nice way of putting it. Uh, but I think I, I hate to see Russ go because I, I can see the potential there just like all of us did uh, in those flashes that we got to see this season, but he's, he's got a greater plan. I mean, I hate to see on go as well, but he, I mean, just, he seemed like a really good glue chemistry guy. If anything, that was one of the things I, I, I missed the most on that, but I think that, you know, what we saw during the run uh, last year in the, the real season that actually happened all the way through, um, you know, you, you started hearing all these stories and there was all the athletic articles and all that stuff starts coming out and you find out, Oh my gosh, like they have a big staff in basketball and they all make themselves available to these players 24 hours a day. You know, if Matt Mooney wants to shoot at three o'clock in the morning, somebody's going to be there to catch balls for him and, and throw them back, you know? So there's always an opportunity for them to grow. And I think that a lot of what Beard's saying is, Hey, I've got the tools for you. I've got the budget. I've got everything we need for you to grow as a player and we're going to coach you up and you have to take advantage of that. You know, and I'm not saying that, that Russell Chewa wasn't a guy taking advantage of it, but he wasn't coming along quickly enough, you know, and, and he, he said it in his announcement, you know, I want to be somewhere as a sophomore that I can, that I can play more minutes. I mean, and sure. that's sure. And you're, you're seven feet tall and there's plenty of places that can happen. Yeah. I'm, Kind of in, interested to see where he lands, uh, just to see how, how he continues to develop and what kind of player he becomes and what kind of Stephen uh, F. Austin. It, is that where he's going, or is that just where you're <laughs> no, you thinking? No okay. <laughs> Incarnate word. Because, <laughs> like, at a place like that, a, a seven footer would just eat them alive. Yeah, and it would be fun to watch him do that. Um, but yeah, th- there was um. A 2020 power forward that committed, uh, and I'm going to butcher his name, Asahi Niewa, committed to Texas Tech. He is a set of power forward. Um, I believe he's a JUCO transfer. I'm pulling this up. Um, Yeah, he played at Clarendon College last season, and then the year before that, he was at Iowa Western. Um, He's 6'10", 210, so he's he's a long dude but pretty small in terms of weight. Um, the thing that I think we, we kind of pointed out when we were looking at his video was for a guy, his size, he seems to have some non-traditional offensive skill for that size in terms of like he's, he's got a jump shot. He's got an outside shot. He's not just hanging out under the basket, you know, catching dunks and, and waiting for, for lobs or anything. Um, the thing that, I guess wasn't so present on, on his tape, at least from his freshman video 
um, was more of his defense. You know, at six ten, you would expect that guy to be uh, clogging up a lot of the lane and, and getting a lot, a lot of blocks, and that just wasn't what was seen. Um, but you do like to, to get a non freshman big end of the roster that has some college experience and someone that you, you think you know if if he's missing somewhere you know any part of his game defense you kind of are more willing to take that on with the staff that you have and with Mark Adams um being that he he can teach that kind of thing whereas trying to teach a big man how to shoot is not something that you typically see a lot of so that's exciting to see him coming in he'll be um a junior this upcoming season and then uh not that long ago Wichita State guard Jam- Jamarius Jamarius Burton uh announced his intentions to transfer to Texas Tech I believe he will be he'll be on campus on the roster but sitting out this upcoming season so Niwa however you say his name is from the Sudan mm-hmm. and played as you said at at uh was it Iowa Western, Western Iowa? Clarendon, I think. Well, no, before that. He played at oh. both. Like, he, he transferred after one year. Right, it, at, at a higher-level program and went to a JUCO. But my point is, you don't come from the Sudan to Iowa to Clarendon, Texas, east of Amarillo, off of I-40, without Chris Beard having some hand in directing you to a JUCO to develop for a year and then to pop over to Texas Tech. I feel like there was some sort of connection made there and that he's probably been in the pipeline for a year. Spending I could cool, see that because cool on his heels for a year at, at Clarendon. There was no, I don't think there was any buzz, any sort of inkling about, about him until it came through that he committed. It was just right. Just news. Oh, this guy commit who, who, who's this guy? <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I could see that. I could see there being definitely some sort of connection there and, you know, definitely not making this proclamation, but you know, the, you don't see a lot of six ten guys that can handle the ball quite like this kind of a Kevin Durant type body type, but not, Hey, I'm not saying this kid's going to be Kevin Durant, you know, don't get me, <laughs> don't get a sound bite on that. But I, I think that's the closest thing I can come to just in terms of his size and the ability to have that outside shot. And and then of course, you know, recency bias, seeing him at the goal reminded me a lot of Tariq Owens, just his athleticism and, and even his size too. I just like that. I, I've told y'all before I was at a lunch and Chris Beard, this was a pre Duke game last season. And he said, give me one McDonald's all American one McDonald's All-American, and we'll, I'll take you to the national championship. And, and he was very confident about it. And I love that that's not all he needs. It's not all five stars. It's also these guys that nobody's ever heard of, but he likes whatever, the wingspan, the ball handling, the coachability, whatever it is, they like it. And he's still finding those guys and in addition to some of the best recruits in the country. I love that. I mean, that he's still going to develop dudes to come in and fill the roles that he needs them to fill. Not everybody can be a five-star. You know, it's just sure. not going to work on a team. Spencer agrees. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was looking at the scholarship number, the chart that Seth has over in Staking the Plains. And for the upcoming season, we've got 14 listed scholarship players with 13 spots. 
but he's still got Jamias Ramsey listed. This doesn't include Jamaris Burton. Um, so there's Does still, he still have Benson with a scholarship? No, he, he, he had, he took Benson off of scholarship for 2021. Um, Seth did. Yes, Seth did. We don't have any word that's happened yet. No, no, no. Okay. No, of course. So 2021 has 14 listed scholarship players. And again, I'm not sure if Burton will, will come to tech and sit out a year on scholarship. I would think not. Um, but that they're still over by one, which could be, uh, you know, fixed by either Avery Benson coming off of scholarship or another player announcing leaving or Jemias Ramsey leaving. Are we all agreeing that Jemias Ramsey is leaving? Like, do we all think that's happening? Well, the, the later it gets in the process, the more I'm unsure, like two or three weeks ago, I was like a hundred percent. Now I'm like, I'm, I'm still like pretty, pretty high on the fact that he's probably, or the, the thought that he's leaving. But the fact that he hasn't announced that yet, it's like, well, what, what's he waiting on? Like the deadline is this weekend. I don't think it benefits him. That's like Friday, isn't it? It's like the 26th, I thought. So yeah, it's, it's only a few days away. I'm not sure if there's any benefit to him to, to waiting to announce. Um, so I'm not sure what he's thinking or you know what the thought is that he hasn't announced yet. But I would think that he's leaving. I would I would wonder if it just plays with some uncertainty with the NBA right now. And maybe he's been advised to wait. Uh, you know, maybe if this whole COVID thing hadn't come along, he was going to declare no matter what. But I wonder if this is making some some of these guys kind of on the fence think twice. But if he stays, man, that roster next year. <laughs> Micah Peavy, Namari Burnett. I mean, what's the other guy? What's the guy that the, the NCAA screwed over? Joel and Tomboy. In Tomboy. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Terrence Shannon, Tyreek Smith. If, Har- if Harms wants to come and sweep that swoop in the <laughs> USA, come on. He's also international. He's Dutch. Yeah, he is. So I was thinking about Niway with the, the international flavor. And I mean, is Savrasov going <laughs> to hang around? That's another thing I've been curious about. Yeah. So the, the other guys that I, I think would, were likely to announce would be Savrasov and then Nadolny. Um, Cause you've got, you've got players coming in or on the roster right now that, that obviously we're producing and uh, giving more minutes. And both of those guys, Savrasov still look like he had quite a bit of ways to go in terms of development to be, a more regular contributor. Nadoni looked like he, he was pretty close. Um, There's just so many guys in front of him that was keeping him on the bench. And then with guys like PV um, and Burnett coming in, it, it seems like he would have even more of a struggle getting playing time. Um, but then like, you know, if you look at the roster for next year, if a guy like Demias Ramsey is, is coming back and then you, you kind of look at, a Benson or Nadolny or Savrasov taken off. This is going to be one of the most talented rosters you've seen at Tech ever. Um, and just guys scrapping for playing time that, that could really be starting a lot in a lot of programs around the country. I mean, can we just make Benson a coach? Like <laughs> Friday Night Lights, the TV show, you know, or just Varsity Blues. Like just give him a clipboard and let him coach. <laughs> yeah. I'm good with that. He's kind of yeah. with that long hair. He's got kind of a Tim Riggins thing going on. <laughs> I could, I could see that working. 
<laughs> just get the get the guys out there, do some drills. Yeah, I mean, like you just bring them into the into the huddle for the last twenty seconds, just scream at everyone, and fire them up. You just know, the background. So they go back out. Yeah, yeah. He's the guy always reaching the furthest in. <laughs> Get his hand over, getting his hand over everybody. He's reaching over like Matt Harm's shoulder. He just puts his hand up on his back. Oh Lord! Somebody's got to wear a Canadian tuxedo. He's your guy. <laughs> he would be the one to like just like cut off jorts on the court. Some fur. There's got to be some like, fur like gotta, uh, around the hat or <laughs> around the collar, just somewhere. You got to do the. You got to do the cutoff. The cutoff overalls, like with no shirt underneath. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Then, then would a bolo would a bolo tie look silly? Then <laughs> they already do, Michael. They already do. No, 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 no. They're they're great. They're they're stylish. <laughs> they're clean. They're, they're, they're clean and simple, just like our new basketball court. How's that for a segue? Oh, hey, there's a segue hey, for you. Is. Yeah, so it's the... It's growing on me. And, and, I, I don't know if, if Womble announced it first or kind of like pushed Tech to announce it, but it's kind of funny. Um, Dustin Womble replied to the Ramblin' Raiders guys who actually, one of them had painted like a, a beer pong table with the most previous basketball arena court design painted on it. It was really great work. Um, but he, he replied back. He's like, Hey, I don't know if this is the best time to tell you, but the courts changed. And then th- there was the picture of the new court design. And then the, the athletic department released some pictures in a, in a video. Um, so biggest changes is instead of the, the out of bounds lines, or I don't remember what those called. That, that area used to be red in previous seasons is now black. No, the biggest change is it's no longer made of wood. <laughs> Number one. Sure. <laughs> is it really not? Is it really composite or something? No, it just looks like it in that yeah, video. It does. It looks like a bowling alley. Go ahead. At least, go ahead, Spencer. <laughs> they, they did release some, some photos this evening that are more appealing yes. than, than what we first saw. Yeah. They, so, the, they saw the way the winds were blowing. <laughs> like we need to send the photographer back into the arena to turn the lights on. <laughs> yeah, that, that time lapse didn't do it for us. <laughs> no, no, bad, bad lighting. So uh, go ahead, Spencer, paint us a picture. All right, I'm trying. And so th- that changed. Uh, and then there were there were areas of the court that, were, that weren't painted. They were more stained. They were the, the lanes all the way from the baseline out to the, uh, the top of the circle whatever that's called key key, key. okay I, I know if it stopped at the free throw line or not how do, how do i know that i, I think know. it did stop at the free throw line well no so the, the stain went all, all the way out to the the, the circle at the top of the key didn't they change okay. wasn't there a color change in that well so it, it was stained and now it's black it's painted black and it's all the way up to the free throw line um and then they removed the stain of the state of texas from midcourt uh, and just have the large double T. Whereas Which, last year by the way, recency bias. Everybody that's mad that Texas is no longer in the middle of that thing are the same people that were pissed and said it looked like A&M when they put it in the first time. The one thing I'll say about the this versus A&M is that A&M almost ran out of basketball court for their Texas. <laughs> yeah. It was stretching to the... It, it, at least, at least, even out here in West Texas, we 
we kind you, of know what gotta, looks better. A&M was have, like, you know what? Let's put the panhandle in the scoreboard. They had <laughs> to have in enough. the scoring table. It was as many square feet as they have championships claimed. <laughs> oh, there it is claimed. I was about to say that. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the, 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 they have Texas tech under the basket in red letters, uh, a little more difficult to read. Um, like red on black, no outline, no outline. It says, well, it says Texas tech on one side, red Raiders on the other side, no outline. The big 12 logo is red, but it has a solid white outline. Um, and then I, I liked the state of Texas on the, on the court. Um, I probably, I, I probably complained about it when it first came out. Like Keith said, it grew on me. Um, but I think everybody had it, right? Like Texas had it. A&M had it. No idea. Don't care. <laughs> All right. Like, why are we always worried about what they're doing? Like, just do what looks good. Right. And so it's, it's, it's a lot more, it, it, it feels a lot cleaner and we'll interested to see how, how it plays on like a broadcast. Um, but I, I kind of liked the, the, the stain look and then the, the state of Texas. I'm going to just like old school. So if you got a court, that's got a nice stain, like it has the wood, the wood stain. I like that. But when you get into the pictures, which I met that photographer, by the way, uh, the, the girl that's doing all that stuff for the athletic department, she does an awesome job. But um, when you look at the pictures and not at the time lapse, the time lapse made it look white. They made it look like a composite floor. And when you look at the actual photos, there's a little more stain to it. But I mean, I just think that brings you that nostalgic old school feel of basketball is some a little bit of stain out there. I also am just not a giant fan of the 3D double T. And that's the only thing at midcourt. And so that wears me out a little bit too, you know, so <laughs> it's just different. And I'll say this too. I don't think they did themselves any favors because all the shots, everything you see has the stands pulled back like graduation. Mm-hmm. So it's like a wall, it's walls around the court. If you bring the, if you bring the stands down, you put out the tables, you put out the chairs and then I can see what it looks like for basketball. And maybe I, I get it a little bit more. Just yeah, I don't even, did they even have the goals out no. in these no. photos? There was nothing. So Which it, I know it, you want to see the whole thing, but I want sure. to see it put together and I want to see it on TV. Yeah. I mean, I think it'll be fine, but initial, my initial reaction is I really liked the stain and I'm, I'm, I'm more partial to staining wood as opposed to painting it. So that I got used to that and I, I really thought it was a nice look and kind of, kind of unique to, to tech, but I know other, you know, obviously other teams have done it, but none that we really play that often. So it, I, I really am going to miss that, but I'll get over it. It'll be fine. What if that light color, when they turn all the lights off to intro the team, what if that thing glows under black lights? See, this is my theory that it was like <laughs> bowling alley composite. <laughs> it's a rave. Oh, it's rock and bowl at the Yeah, we're, we're getting into cosmic bowling territory. <laughs> Please, no. Please, let's, let's, let's hope it's not ultraviolet. This is where two years ago at the, uh, at the baseball kickoff thing or uh, whatever they call it, the tailgate, the tailgate dinner, um, me and Spencer were there. They talked about Geo asked something about if Tadlock was going to start doing his own fireside chats. And he made this kind of this 
sideways jab saying like, well, we start, got to start begging people to come to our games. We're probably in trouble. This is something <laughs> where he says the same thing about like the design of Dan law field. Like, yeah, we got to start having cosmic bowling at the ballpark. We're probably in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I could see him saying that. <clears throat> All right. Very last thing of basketball before we move on. Um, the matchups were announced for this fall's 2020 big 12, big East challenge. Um, Texas Tech will be hosting St. John's. So that was the former, um, I guess, home of Tariq Owens before he transferred in. But other matchups are Villanova at Texas. Texas, they're going to, that's going to be ugly. Um, Creighton at Kansas. Baylor at Nobody's going to see it. <laughs> that's true. Uh, in person or, or on TV. Um, Baylor at Seton Hall. I was having this conversation with Dan earlier. Every time they come up, I was like, man, I, I want to play them again for that time that we played them in the NIT. And I can't remember the guy's name, but he he junk punched Darko Chordarvich um, and, and got ejected. Um, and it was it was like he, he tried to play it off or something. Anyways, he got ejected. He's like, man, I, I want to play Seton Hall any, any chance we get. But Baylor will be traveling up to, to New York to play Seton Hall. Providence will go to Fort Worth to take on TCU. Oklahoma going to Cincinnati to take on Xavier, which I think could be a really good matchup. West Virginia at Georgetown, Oklahoma State at Marquette, DePaul at Iowa State, Kansas State at Butler. Any of those games intriguing to either of you? I mean, the the big ones, of course, Villanova at Texas. That's that's probably going to be a bloodbath. Come on now. I mean, I'm I'm hoping so. That's why it's <laughs> intriguing because I want to watch it. And, uh, you know, St. John's at Tech will be good. Uh, hopefully the Owens family can make an appearance if, if there's no bad blood between them and St. John's. I don't think there is. I think it was more just like a, you know, Tariq had the chance to, to play for a national title contender. Texas contender. Tech. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not just My play God. for it. He, he, bra- he, music. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> he practically created the national title contender. So, uh, that's true. I mean, I think that one's going to be good. And then West he was Virginia the star. Georgetown. He was the star of that sports center commercial that they made. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> did he, did he take the, ch- Oh no, he was, I forgot he what swatted he Mark. He swatted Mark Adams like paper to the trash can toss. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then didn't he, he do the, the Matumbo no, finger did, wave? He did the, did he do the Matumbo? He also did like the flex, his tiny arm. Oh flex. yeah. He did the flex. He did that. Well, he flex. does. He did that during games. That was what was, I was appreciated <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. He, he dunk and flex back, man. Those are like broom handles. <laughs> but they just dunked on you. That's true. Like he had some ferocious dunks in people's face. Kind of like one of those. I may be slow, but I'm I'm ahead of you. Kind of things. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, so there are a handful of interesting games there. Um, you know, I I I like seeing Texas Tech play in some other um, mid major and above competition and basketball. The Big East has always been pretty good at basketball. These teams, obviously, Villanova um, is basically a perennial 30-win team. Um, They also play nobody. But, I mean... (laughs) They play the vaunted Big East you were just talking of. Well, right, but like... (laughs) They knocked Tech out of the tournament. I mean... Well, they they also went on to, to win it. Right, so... Yeah, they're not not bad. (laughs) Pretty good. (laughs) 
Yeah, and they just national championship that year. caliber team, just no big deal. Okay, so <laughs> that's Jay Wright's team, right? Is he the coach of them, or is he the coach of uh, Gonzaga? Oh, uh, not okay. your, not the right guy to ask. Okay. Can't type that fast. Yeah, it's Jay Wright. All right. Um, anyways, I'm. I, it's it's going to be an interesting weekend to watch the games. That's, this, and I'm just, this is Swainy's hell. This is this is hell right screaming here. at us right now. I was like, you guys know nothing. <laughs> Luckily, he doesn't have a commute right now. He would have driven into oncoming traffic. Yeah. How do you not know Jay Wright? <laughs> oh. Sorry, Dan. All right. So before we get into baseball, everybody, I wanted to let you all know that with home security, there are two ways you can go about protecting your home. There's a traditional way where you wait weeks for a technician to do a messy installation that costs a small fortune. Or there's the other way, Simply Safe. Simply Safe is everything you need in a home security system. It's award-winning protection, two-time winner of Cena Editor's Choice Award. Simply Safe blankets your whole home in safety. You get comprehensive protection for your entire home, outdoor cameras, and doorbells alert to anyone approaching your home, and entry, motion, and glass break sensors guard the inside. And you barely notice it's there. But what's truly remarkable is you can set this system up all by yourself. It takes about 30 minutes to an hour, and there's de- absolutely no trade-offs to your safety. You'll have an army of highly trained security experts ready to dispatch police to your home at a moment's notice, 24-7. It's only 50 cents a day with no contract, and it's why The Verge calls Simply Safe the best home security system. Go to simplysafe.com team today, and you'll get free shipping and a 60-day risk-free trial You've got nothing to lose. Go now and be sure to go to simplysafe.com slash team. That's simplysafe.com slash team. All right, let's get into baseball. Left field, well struck, Desloni. Picks it up on a bounce. He's racing for second throw. Out in second. Young lifts it to right field, looking for a second home. And some time because all the teams are there. Wow, this one launched deep left off the bat of Warren and into the bleachers. There he goes. And the pitch is driven. Deep to right. Cursed down to the wall. Off the top of the fence. Here comes the big foul. Cameron Warren's going to murder home from first. From the third is late. And the Red Raiders have reclaimed the lead. breath there it's got no no good breaks Ooh. <laughs> dang great job you did a great job <laughs> you started laughing keith i was like hold on hold it together keep it together because <laughs> i was i was well, I, to lose it too i wanted to blow the whole thing up and go back to basketball is what i was <laughs> thinking that's what i was laughing because you got some feedback from el jefe on twitter oh i, I haven't and, I haven't and what he thought twitter. about the floor oh we'll get there and his a his opinion matters more than ours. I mean, none of us have dressed up like Jemias Ramsey this year. 
and taking a picture with his mom. Dude, that, that Jemias Ramsey like outfit he wore, spot on. He dressed like Cam Warren in the postseason last year to bring it back around the baseball, and it was also pretty epic. <laughs> nice. Did he have the – I, I mean, he had to have the necklace, right? Well, the fro was the most noticeable part. Well, sure, sure, but the, <laughs> but the necklace in the mouth – I don't know if he did the necklace or because a really cam cam kind of switched from the necklace to the ring around a Gatorade bottle. That's He's right. Done that a lot. Yeah. 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 I, I remember that a lot in the world series. That's great to talk about the world series. Y'all remember world series baseball? That, that was a, that's a thing tech does a lot now. I, I rewatched a game last weekend illegally. I'm sure <laughs> I actually, uh, I actually was hanging out. I was talking with the athletic department communications person today and, uh, I asked, I was like, how'd they get away with that? And he's like, yeah, well, we just didn't report him to the NCAA, but we should. Why not? (laughs) (laughs) I think it, I mean, it's just Rona time. Like, why just go, go after everybody that's just trying to occupy their themselves. So for those not aware, another sports website associated with Texas tech live streamed a college world series replay illegally on Twitter this weekend. So, but I was watching. So, I mean, why not? <laughs> so we're, yeah. so was half the baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Keith, you, you tweeted this out this afternoon or this morning. Um, some of the MLB draft prospect, there is a ranking service or sorry, a, a service produced a, or published a ranking of the draft prospects. It was the, it was the MLB's list. Yeah, okay, like from so, MLB.com. So they would be one to, to, to listen to. Um, and they had a handful of Texas Tech players, current and possibly future. Um, and they had draft projected rankings or something. I, I, what was the, the actual? So it was a top 150 list of MLB prospects. Okay. And I know we talked about this before. The draft could be as few as five rounds this year. So really don't know yet how long it'll be. But yeah, there were... There were uh, four guys on there, two of them current Texas Tech rostered players, uh, Clayton Beater and Bryce Bonin, and then two guys that are in the signing class. So these are all guys that have signed their letter of intent or, and are slated to be at Texas Tech, but there's 27 of them. And so I don't know where they're all going to fit, but um, a couple guys from there and really a couple not on the list that I was surprised by because Tech in that draft or in that uh, recruiting class has several guys with some really high, perfect game rankings. One of them is a 10, which is like a first round kind of guy that was not on that list. So I was a little surprised by that. And that may be because he said, I'm not, I'm not going to go one way or the other. And so they just removed him from, from the ranking. That's always possible in baseball. Yeah. So where, where are the, the first tech players that show up on the list? I'm, I'm scrolling through right now. I'm probably going to Missing. So Clayton, Clayton beater, I believe was number 51, uh, on the list. And so he's the highest. And so another thing that's happened in this, in this new round of changes that has come is during coronavirus, the slot values per draft slot will remain the same as 2019. So generally there's kind of a, you know, 3%, 4% cost of being a millionaire, you know, increase that happens, in, you know, an inflation increase on those values. They're going to stay the same as last year's draft. So you, those are easy to grab now because you already knew what they were. So Clayton Beater at 51 would be a slot value of $1.437 million. Bryce Bonin was at 122. That's a slot value of 469,000. Uh, Bryce Bonin, of course, was the transfer from, um, 
Arkansas. Hello. Arkansas last year uh, became a big contributor. And then you got two signees, Brandon Bird sells at 97. That's a about $600,000 slot value and chase Hampton at 138 with 402,000. So we've definitely seen guys turn down half a million dollars, even more than that. Patrick Mahomes turned down a lot uh, in the MLB draft and at a high school to come on to Texas tech. Uh, so you don't really know exactly. I would have to think that Clayton beater in that position would most likely go at, at 51 in this abbreviated draft. He's a guy, and that's a guy that Tim Tadlock talked with Don Williams about and said, Hey, he's, he's definitely one of the guys that could go right now. He and he and Bonin were two that he mentioned. So uh, could certainly see them, see them go on. <laughs> and those slot values aren't guaranteed uh, as far as that's exactly what they get. They can definitely get more money than that, depending on leverage, uh, which beater does have some leverage because he's not, uh, I believe he's a draft eligible sophomore. So he has leverage over the NF over the MLB that he could come back as a junior and still go back with leverage next year. Um, so there's, it's really nuanced and, and, and weird in the MLB draft. Gabe Holt's a good example where he fell quite a ways in the draft, but he still got money that was kind of fourth round slot value, even though he went way down in the draft. So, I mean, those things can happen this year. It's a crapshoot though, not knowing how long it's going to be. So have you heard when that might be decided upon and like when they will will announce that kind of thing? I haven't heard that. Um, And I don't even think there's a date set yet, at, at least not in stone. I think there's just a lot of ideas getting tossed around. There's still not a season set yet as far as if they're going to play a spring training season or what they're going to do. So it's still just waiting for a lot. I thought that we would hear more from them once we know, knew more about college baseball, because I thought that would decide some things for the MLB as far as clarification, but we just haven't heard much else yet. And I think there's probably just a lot of fighting going on. And also just like everybody else in COVID world, waiting to see what we are and aren't going to be allowed to do. I mean, some states, for example, Florida has made, uh, you know, the personnel of athletic teams essential personnel so they can go to work, you know, and even play games. They just can't do it in stadiums full of fans. And but that's only true in Florida. So you got to find a, a way to to figure out what your future is going to be with a, this kind of piecemeal attack against covid that's gone on all over the country. <laughs> so while they don't have. um you know, d- dates for the season or anything like that. Is the draft still planning on happening this June? No, I, I, the draft dates will change also. Okay. And, and they won't be live in Omaha. I don't, there's not any anticipation of that happening either. Okay. To my understanding. And I could be wrong. Somebody could be sitting in their car screaming that I'm wrong right now, but I haven't seen that any of that is continuing. There's all kinds of replanning going to be going on. Well, that's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So no idea what's happening. That's, that's basically, that's basically it. But some current and future Texas tech players on that top 150 list, um, you know, depending on, on the abbreviated length of the draft could mean guys like Clayton beater would potentially take partake in the draft. Whereas maybe they wouldn't have previous years or maybe they, they would, but I guess all that's still up in the air. And we'll find out. Whenever. So, <clears throat> sorry, the originally June 10th, first rounds would happen in Omaha. That was part of the idea of tying them in with the game that's happening there. The The word is that it's been moved as late as July 20th, but it, it isn't official yet. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to, sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to Google and get a, you know, quick, quick Google official 
word for you. Well, I appreciate the the, the research, the yeah. preparedness you're putting into the show. You're 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 bringing the <laughs> the production value way up here. Yeah, way well, up. I, live coverage of me googling. That's what that's what everybody came for. Hey, that that's about what we get on the the radio shows here in town. So, <laughs> well, they are all at home. Well, I, I'm I'm saying even before they were at home, like ninety percent <laughs> of the show was this right here. <laughs> and Lord. you think I'm kidding? I, I I believe some of those shows had the keyboards mic'd. <laughs> All right. That's how you know they're working. That's how you. That's how you know they're making. Uh, you know they're earning that money. Is is the, the forty, fifty, eighty words per minute? You got to hear that through your surround sound. <laughs> yeah, it, it's something else. All right. Um, I, th- that felt abbreviated. Is, is there anything else, Keith, that that we're missing on on, on baseball? Any other news that? I, I I probably missed in the past couple of weeks of trying to communicate COVID stuff to 6,000 people. No, nothing, <clears throat> nothing particular. I mean, uh, Gus and, and George and I were just texting uh, this evening about when we're going to record a, an episode and kind of try to recap all this and put it all in some sort of understanding for everybody. And so we'll get that going pretty soon. And we have put together this prospect class or this, this signee class, as well as looked ahead to the next couple of classes of prospects and tried to see what that is. But there's just a lot up in the air with college baseball and there's a lot more clarification still coming from the NCAA. So it's just a waiting game right now. We're trying to piece together a little bit of what the schedule could look like. And that's probably the biggest question right now facing coach Tadlock and that, and that staff, what is the schedule going to be? Are they going to hang with the 2020 schedule and just kind of repeat it since we never got into it as far as the conference goes um, because that schedule's wildly different each year. The way the front loading and back loading of home games and away games happens in big 12 baseball. So that would be an interesting one to see. Uh, and we know, um, well, and, and it's looking like, and, and who knows what's going to happen with major league baseball. But if the season is not played in front of fans or not played at all in the traditional sense in, in ballparks, Texas techs opening, the season opening series at the new globe life field could be the first baseball played there for fans. And so that would kind of be a cool, I mean, cool for tech fans, not that cool for the Rangers who have been wanting to open that thing, <laughs> you know, with, we'll a, talk about it for with, years. with a packed major league park. <laughs> yeah. And that honor will go to Texas tech instead of them. So one more that you said the incoming prospect class has 27 players in it. I believe that's right. Yeah, I'd have to look at my spreadsheet, but on yeah, a roster that I has space right. for thirty-five or thirty-seven when it comes time for the season. So the roster officially can be thirty-eight because you can have your three seniors don't count. So you're at thirty-four. It's a thirty-five limit. You have three seniors, so I guess the roster could be thirty-eight, and then there's thirty-five beyond them that could be on the roster. But with if those three seniors came back, potentially twenty-seven new guys. Yeah, 27 new guys and 31 non-seniors currently on your roster, if if everybody stayed. But I did notice, and I'll, I'll have to pull up my spreadsheet to tell you the number, there are a lot of guys draft eligible this year. Not that all of them would go, and who knows what happens with the draft, but there's a, a lot that 
there's there's a few that could potentially get drafted and, and a couple that we talked about earlier that probably will. And then there's a lot that could just opt to go on in and let's just dive into the system, take the $20,000 free agent money and let's just go. Um, so there's there's that possibility as well, because, you know, as is par for the course, J Bob and, and coach Tadlock and Gardner, they have uh, they have some dudes coming in and it's it's going to be another it's it's another very highly ranked class and a lot of great players coming in both Juco and high school. So, and I don't know the answer and that's, that's a huge question. And it's a weird dynamic because where tech only had three seniors, there's going to be plenty of mid majors that half of their roster was seniors. And there's other teams in the big 12 with as many as nine that I, that I can think of off the top of my head. So their rosters will look very different as well. Yeah. And, and the other thing is that we, we don't have any, any kind of dates or timelines when any of those decisions would be made. And, any of that stuff might be might be coming out. So, well, and normally in in college baseball, you can make cuts. I think Michael mentioned this. You can make cuts up to that last weekend of practice before the regular season starts. So, I mean, I guess you could look at a red and black series in the fall that has you know sixty guys. <laughs> you know that they're trying to roll through, and I mean, maybe you play two red and black series, like you make four squads out of it. I don't know, and it. You know, I just don't know how they're going to manage it. But if anybody knows how to, it's it's college baseball coaches who have to deal with some crazy scenarios. So, yeah, 27. I'm looking at my spreadsheet. 27 is the number. Um, but I'm looking at sorry, I'm going to count live here. There's 16 that I'm counting just quickly on my spreadsheet that are draft eligible on this current Texas Tech roster right now. <clears throat> so there's a you're trying to do math it looks like you are yeah it was but then i, I was thinking <laughs> back at like what a what a four team red and black round robin tournament might look like and how that could be kind of cool oh anyway. round robin red and black now that's interesting yeah you, you <laughs> four teams and basically say the the team that comes in last place you're gone like the whole, <laughs> the whole team I mean, they normally get balanced out, but <laughs> that's funny. <clears throat> I mean, even in the middle of the game, they'll just pull pull guys from one to the other. I mean, it is just a scrimmage. Yeah. But, yeah, I don't know. It's There's just a lot up in the air. There really is. So maybe I'll get a chance to sit down with Coach Tadlock and talk about that. That'll be – we'll just put that on the, the wish list. That'd be pretty cool. You speak in, in, into existence here on the 23 Personnel Podcast. That's right. Of course, Coach Tadlock is listening. He's going to call you up tomorrow morning. Say, like, Keith, let's talk. <laughs> yeah, he'd say, he'd say it a little differently. I got two hours for you. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, with that, let's get into, into Texas Tech football. All right. So the biggest thing I think right now is still the, the, the action that we're seeing from Coach Wells and staff on the recruiting trail for the 2021 signing class. These are guys that would sign uh, in February. Um, I believe we touched on last time, but tight end Mason Tharp committed. Uh, he was one of two guys, uh, two line, not linemen. I'm reading ahead two tight ends that committed, um, with some pretty, pretty good size. And the internet is designed to go slow. He is six, eight, two thirty, coming out of Klein down there in spring, Texas. Um, and then an offensive lineman, Jack Tucker, committed. 
Uh, we have a graduate transfer from Wofford, uh, Josh Berger transferring into Texas Tech. And then we had an all-name candidate um, commit today from Amarian Duda Banks. I would assume I, it's got to be Duda, right? It's well, not Duda or Duda, right? I don't know. I, 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 would, I, would, ass- think, I would think Duda. Kind of like Gouda cheese. Yeah, D, like D-O-O-D-A. Um, but his name is like Amarian. Yeah, yeah, it's it's Amarian, uh, uh, but well, why not? Is it was it from was he which stuff falls Ryder? I believe so. Did we see? I'm trying to look it up a little bit, and the the committed graphic isn't really helping. It's just his name. <laughs> yeah, Wichita Falls Ryder, six foot five, two hundred and sixty pounder, defensive what? end. Oh, he's defensive end. Okay. Yep, there he is. So, guys, what, what are your what are your takes on on the the strong uh, entries into the all name team? <laughs> I mean, that's why I would recruit people. Yeah, uh, it's, it's 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 incredible. I mean, you you can't let me let me go back through because I wanted to find last week as well. We had to add to the ones that you just listed. We also have Jed Castles as a tight end. And, um, I think there were, I swear there was some other guy we're missing, but yeah, Mason Tharp, Jack Tucker, Josh Berger, Jed Castles, and Amarian Duda Banks. Beautiful music to the ears. Baron Morton. Oh yeah. Baron spelled B A B E H R O N. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what you may be thinking of is I threw some baseball guys at you to add to the the name Maybe greatness that it. was coming. Yeah. yeah Cole, Pl- Cole Plowman <laughs> and uh, Drew Woodcox were two of those that come to mind. I, I, I'm going to, I'm going to um, refrain from saying too much about Woodcox, but Plowman. I can't help but think about that movie though. Mr. Woodcock. Which one? Oh, with, oh gosh. With uh, like Mr. Woodcock. Yeah. Not on the sports movie uh, list though. <laughs> Well, that was just be. bad Santa as a coach. That's basically all that movie was. <laughs> Dude, him like harassing the fat kid was like, it, it, it was, it was too real. <laughs> that hit too yeah. close. The, 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 the spoiler alert on my, uh, one of my bad movies from, from the uh, upcoming sports group. Billy Bob Thornton's just too good at being mean. I don't enjoy it. It's, he's too effective. It doesn't look like he's acting. And it looks like the kid's not acting either. <laughs> <laughs> they're breaking down crying and the director's like, this is perfect. The kid's screaming offset. Where's my mom? Billy Bob didn't even know we were filming. He just, the kid was just annoying him. <laughs> really couldn't throw that baseball. <laughs> really, really had an issue with that. Those were, uh, those were not, um, fake beers those are all (laughs) (laughs) he just brought those in (laughs) just rolling on the set with uh gosh that'd be really funny all right um so the other thing that we want to touch on real quickly is the nfl draft that is going forward it is going starts thursday the 23rd um 
there are a handful of, of Texas Tech players that are uh, going into the draft. I think one is, is pretty unanimous um, that will be drafted linebacker Jordan Brooks projected anywhere between the first and third rounds. Um, and then other guys on the list to look for offensive lineman, Madison Akamnanu, Travis Bruffy, defensive back Douglas Coleman, defensive end slash special teams, Houston Miller, running back Armand Shine, uh, defensive back Desmond Smith, offensive line Terrence Steele, tight end Dante Thompson, receiver RJ Turner, and defensive tackle Broderick Washington. On that list, I think Broderick would be most likely to go after Brooks. The rest, I'm not so sure about. Yeah, I, I have no feel for, I mean, Thompson, I don't know if he's put up enough body of work to get drafted at all. Um, I could see, like you said, Washington would be up there. Houston Miller, he declared real early on and, and didn't play much. He, he may have been the first on the roster to declare and it was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Des Smith, he's got a, he's got a shot. Um, but obviously Brooks is going to be the story here. And like you said, depending on where he ends up, I'm, I'm, I'm hoping that he gets to make a roster. So really, that's it. The problem (laughs) with him going early or early, but it's just the earlier you go, the, the, Odds are you're going to land on a really crappy team. So I, 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 I think places like Jacksonville, uh, the Redskins. Um, gosh, who else was up there? Like the Browns. I was like, no, please. <laughs> Not for Jordan Brooks. He deserves better. But yeah, I, I no clue where, where, where Brooks or any of those other guys go. Draft starts, like I said, Thursday the 23rd. Uh, I believe it's just the first round. But with this new format, I really couldn't tell you. I mean, you can at least look at it this way. If he goes onto a crappy team, he's got experience. That's right. He's yeah. he's dealt with adversity. Yeah. He knows what it's like to win four games despite... <laughs> being the best player on your side of the ball, possibly the best player on the team for big spurts of the season. Yeah. Yeah. So the draft is Thursday through Saturday. So they'll go probably first round Thursday, second and third Friday and four through seven on Saturday I would assume. I'm not finding actual schedule on. I just see a bunch of, mock draft with um, Joe Burrow going first to the Bengals. I just assume that they're going to pipe in booze every time Roger Goodell comes on the, on the <laughs> zoom chat, right? Is that how they're going to do that? Cause there's gotta be booze. <laughs> yeah. Just, just this random people. Booze. Just random, there's like a, there's like a live zoom chat of, of a bunch of Philly fans just how ready many, for this moment. How many teams are selling sponsorships for their background on zoom? <laughs> like just straight up I mean just NASCAR jacket level sponsors all over their background 
Just wonder bread. Yeah. <laughs> or like every, every round, every time they're up for a pick, they've sold different backgrounds. <laughs> it's a new spot. <laughs> yeah. Like in the, the seventh round, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the further and further it gets, the more obscure. Janie's Donuts. It's the intern's Advocare business. The, <laughs> the seventh round. The dude's do you, like, do the- you guys, uh, have y'all heard of Thrive? Well, <laughs> this this seventh round draft pick brought to you by Thrive. Level up. Who wants to change their life? That's what it says on the... Oh, man. Well, well are, I, are, what, what do you got? Go ahead, oh, man. Go ahead. Nope. Well, I've I've got an ad read to read <laughs> that I that was awkwardly going to just jump into, but it's going to be awkward no matter what. So if you got and, something else, and now <laughs> this ad brought to you by Michael, the perfect hire can have an impact on your business for years to come. So when you need to find that next person to help grow your business, LinkedIn Jobs will match the right talent with your open role fast. LinkedIn has over 675 million members worldwide. LinkedIn Jobs screens candidates with the hard and soft skills you're looking for so you can hire the right person fast. Things like collaboration, creativity, adaptability. LinkedIn looks beyond the work skills and puts your job first in front of qualified candidates who match your business requirements perfectly. That's how LinkedIn makes sure your job post is seen by the people you want to hire people with the skills, qualifications, and other interests that will help your business grow. It's no wonder a person is hired every eight seconds with LinkedIn every eight seconds. They're practically the lane frost of hiring services. And why companies rated LinkedIn jobs the number one hiring platform for delivering quality hires. Find the right person for your business today with LinkedIn jobs. You can pay what you want and get the first $50 off. Just visit linkedin.com slash team. Again, that's linkedin.com slash team, T-E-A-M, to get $50 off your first job post. Terms and conditions apply. All right, after going through all the movies and discussion with that, we decided to cut the episode here and bring you a special edition of the 23 Personnel Podcast next week. Thanks again to Keith for joining us. For Michael, I'm Spencer. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the 23 Personnel Podcast and sharing our fandom for the Texas Tech Red Raiders. You can connect with us on Twitter at 23Personnel, Spencer at PuntSuck, and Michael at Michael underscore LBK. And find even more great content over on stakingtheplanes.com. Help us out by rating the show and leaving a review on iTunes and subscribe on whatever channel you listen to podcasts. Remember to tell your friends about the show. The guys will be back next week with another episode. And until then, guns up and let the tortillas fly.